Where do you go? The address. 66 Harborview Road. Hello, hello. Happy New Year and welcome to 66 Harborview Road, a podcast dedicated to ABC's General Hospital. I'm your host, Caitlin, and today's episode is going to be nice and short. First, I want to say that I will miss Sonia Eddy and her character of Epiphany dearly. I have liked everything that she has been in, just an amazing talent. We are in General Hospital's 60th year on television, and I think it's just amazing. This is my favorite show of all time, and I feel lucky to have been able to watch it for the past 20 years, on and off sometimes, but always keeping up with my Port Charles residents. Before I get started, I want to mention how many times Harborview Drive was mentioned recently. Now, the Q's and I live at 66 Harborview Road, as mentioned like a hundred times through the show's running. I believe Harborview Drive is right outside the Q's, or it's a drive connecting other roads together. So I don't have to panic. The Q's did not move without me. <laughs> So let's see how GH is looking going into the new year. Anna and Valentin meet with Dr. Andre Maddox. The tension between him and Valentin was great. And then the added mention of Helena being afraid of Valentin, even better. Anna has both of these men charmed enough to help her, so they're trying to locate the Castadine science base, the Castadine evil lair, what are we calling it, and will it be enough to stop whatever Victor is planning? We have Britt being killed by the hook, which we find out was Heather Weber. I am a little disappointed in that. I would have preferred it to be Esme or her babysitter, Maggie. I can admit when I'm wrong, and I was so wrong about the hook killer being Esme. Esme is now claiming memory loss. Again, I don't want a redemption arc for this girl. I just want her to be a villain. We don't need a Jason Quartermain to Morgan rebranding for another character. And with Liesl almost killing Esme, could we see a return of her villainous side? I would love if she took the baby. <laughs> I know someone is going to. Um, Elizabeth mentioned Victor. Nicholas seems to think he can raise the baby himself. And with a slap heard through the whole hospital, Ava found out as well. Sonny also went violent when Nicholas decided to tell Sonny the news before he found out from somewhere else. Nicholas is in everyone's discard pile, except Lara, Victor, and Elizabeth. And boy, did I love her telling Nicholas to keep his cool, telling him what to do. I mean, yes, Liz. Which brings me to the Spencer and Trina of it all. So Spencer and Trina thought that their plan using themselves as bait to lure Esme out was going to work, which I guess technically it did. Because when they were on the Haunted Star, that's where Esme was when she jumped off the parapet from Windermere. She, I guess, swam to the Haunted Star. I don't know how any of that is really plausible when you're seven months pregnant, but hey, it's a soap. So after everyone sees Esme in the hospital, Spencer goes to Kelly's to catch up with Cameron. Spencer learns that Cameron and Jocelyn broke up, which I'll get to in a minute. And then Sunny comes in Kelly's to tell them both that Britt has died. So now Spencer is rethinking his theory that Esme is the hook because he saw her pregnant, so how could she have gotten the best of Rory or gotten the best of Brando? Spencer was also worried about going back to Windermere and facing Nicholas, which I don't blame him. So Sonny has a great idea. Live with him. 
Now, I have been waiting for this for a long time, like since Spencer was born. Um, I know he was raised as a Cassidine, but he is half Corbin. And with him and Cameron being so close, if the both of them are hanging out at Sonny's all the time, I mean, I've said it before, Xander worked for Sonny at one point. So to me, it would be fitting if Cameron worked for Sonny, even if it was just for a little bit. I sense a really big change coming for Cameron, but I'm really excited about it. Same with Spencer. So that getting me to the breakup, man, that was the toughest breakup. First of all, Jocelyn did not handle it well, her going to hook up with Dex right before breaking up with Cameron, and then Dex waiting outside of Kelly's while it all happened. It was so bad. I mean, the crying, Cameron's face, like, oh my gosh, we all remember what it feels like to be 19, 20 years old, and you think you're so in love, and then they break up with you, and your your whole world is crashing down, and then Dex gave Cameron a look when him and Sonny were leaving Kelly's, and Cameron knows he knows. Like, between the conversation he had with Michael about Jocelyn and Dex and then asking Jocelyn about Dex, like, I think he knows. Other couples and non-couples we have for 2023 so far, Chase and Brooklyn, he does help her out for the Gingerbread Jam, which was a very cute name for Rice Plaza's event. Um, but I think they will eventually get back together. Um, I'm kind of predicting that Chase will help take down Link, and that will definitely sway the board to make him a cop again or give him a promotion. In other quarter main news, Drew and Carly are still looking for Willow's birth parents, even though Carly knows who they are this entire time. Carly definitely feels guilty about it. She's using some classic Carly traits to get around it. Like every time Drew has more questions, she's kind of using her sex appeal to get around it. But Drew is very determined and he knows that Willow has cancer. Then the last thing we saw was Willow getting a phone call from Terry that she has a match. That match is Brit. I kind of predicted that um, a little while ago. I can't remember if it was my last podcast or not. But I did mention how Britt could be a bone marrow match for Willow if she died. I didn't want Britt to die, but that's how they wrote it, so that's what we have. Michael is doing a good job being a partner to Willow through this cancer journey. However, he is still in deals with Dex. Even though he told Dex he wanted not to do this anymore, Dex wanted to continue. Now they know about Sonny's deals with this Pikeman security group. And Michael knows about them. He knows how dangerous they are. Dex knows how dangerous they are. But Michael is too focused on bringing down Sonny. And now he's saying, oh, if we bring down two families, great. But our main concern is Sonny. Why? Who cares anymore? Like, if your mother is over it, I think you should be too. Does Michael even know Carly and Drew are seeing each other? I, I don't know. I think so. And we saw some other villains on screen. Laura and Martin went to Pentonville to see Cyrus. Cyrus still speaking in code about serpents and snakes in the gardens and all of this. So he tells Laura that the deputy mayor is working for Victor. Kudos to Cyrus. However, Laura knew this already. I don't know if Martin did. But Cyrus is determined in his own way to keep his siblings at least in communication. Um, he's kind of using like the enemy of my enemy theory to try and get closer to his siblings. Now, we're sure that Cyrus has a bigger plan. He's probably using this whole religion thing to get out of prison early, good behavior. I don't remember what Cyrus's sentence was, but I would like to see him get out of prison. <laughs> 
So one thing I did find annoying was Lara telling Cyrus, like, you're only trying to use us to get rid of Victor. Okay, well, Lara, why do you visit then? If he's always lying and you don't agree with him with anything he says, if you don't listen to anything he says as truthful, why do you visit? It's that blood bond, brothers, sisters. Sometimes you don't realize how strong those family bonds are. The same way Curtis doesn't realize the reason he feels so protective of Trina is probably because he's her father. <laughs> General Hospital has everything covered right now. They've got love. They've got turmoil. Danger. Secrets. I mean, they are laying it all out for this 60th year. And I'm excited. I hope we see lots of flashbacks. I hope we see flashbacks from characters who we don't see often, like Leslie, Monica. I am in dire need of some Monica. I don't know about the rest of you guys. I have missed her dearly. I was very sad I didn't get to see her at Christmas time. I hope that we get to see her soon. If she's retiring, I hope that they do a big show for her, just like, you know, with Brit, and she wasn't even retiring. She was just leaving the show, and they did the greatest job sending her off, in my opinion. And again, I'm just missing Quartermains. I'm lonely here in the foyer. And just like Victor, I do want to see the Cassidines unite against something, even if it's uniting against Victor. I think every Cassidine drop of blood should be united. I want to see what was on the rest of Helena's tape that never got played. I want to know if Valentine still has uh, Charlotte's surrogate mother locked away somewhere. Are we going to see someone come back from the dead who we thought was gone, but they are not? There's a lot of room for surprises, and I just, I can't wait. Uh, I will be back with my regular weekly recaps. It's just been a busy winter season for me, so stay tuned, and I will have much more GH for you guys. You can chat with me on Twitter at 66 underscore view. Find me on Instagram at 66 Harborview Road and TikTok at 66 underscore Harborview Road. From the Quartermain Foyer, I bid you a great week. What happened? I have to know everything. I just can't wait. Who's having an affair with who? I gotta see. You had to be there. Day TV, you got an effect on me. Will she ever find out? I leave the room for a second. Day TV, you got an Secrets have secrets. <laughs> I love this. JTV, ABC, you got an effect on me. It gets better. <laughs>